Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kiss Army, Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loudcast, episode 34, called The Second Coming. Ooh, what is this one about, Tom? Oh, people will find out soon enough. Stay tuned. Right. Right, exactly. Oh, God, this one's going to be good. This whole episode is going to be just some... uh, some, uh, some, uh, I think, pretty uh, unique and funny and interesting um, conversation about Kiss. And, yeah, we, uh, I think we let we let. Li- go ahead. No, I was going to say we we like the DVD review discussions because uh, you you get to riff on a lot of stuff here. This is this will be an interesting one. Yeah, we like the 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 episodes where there's not too many mu- music and sometimes the lists. Yep. You know, we like the list. It's obviously it's got its own kind of niche, but um, the just shooting the shit about either um, you know, a video or a book or a DVD. Yep. We're not playing clips. We're just talking. Um, yeah, it's it. This is going to be fun. You guys are going to like this one. Uh, we got a lot of opinions, um, and uh, I'm sure we'll get off track somewhere along the line because. Uh, I had a. I told Tom earlier. I I got caught on a YouTube rabbit hole of the red tube bar <laughs> fucking tapes. You guys know red, right? Those if you know the, the if you know the Jerky Boys, you know red. Yeah, those were the. That was the tape of that poor grizzly voice bartender named Red, who had a bar in New Jersey, and these guys used to prank him. With the names, and Tort- then they that torture. skit took off and went on to the Simpsons where they. Yep, Frank Moe. And this was done before the Jerky Boys in the 70s. Yeah. And the calls are the, you know, the Mike Hunt. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The other one today I heard, I found an older one that had some that I hadn't heard uh, before. And the one was uh, Mike Oxmall. (laughs) What is it? (laughs) First name Mike. Last name Oxmall. Mike Oxmall. I talk small. Uh, I'm nobody by that name. There's nobody there. Yeah. 
Well, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> why, you dirty, rotten, rat, bastard, motherfucker. Let me cut your belly open and show you the black shit inside. The That guy that- read had must have died of an aneurysm, heart attack or something. That guy was so ready to like spill, like and fucking explode. I, I think he's my hero. And the little giggling that the guys would do when he would flip out, it was so brutal. They'd be, he'd be flipping out and they'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> they just enjoyed to torture this poor bartender. Oh, that's all it was. But you gotta, oh. give him, you gotta give him props for creativity, though. Oh my God. You Red. Know? This poor bastard. He was tortured. We had so the cassette. You, Remember, in co- we had we actually yeah, found the, the two bar cassette. Yeah, that was from the Polish DJ. Yeah, exactly. He the, had that. He the, brought us all that in the Jerky Boys. We we're like, who's this kid? Yep. Yeah. He was like, yo, dog, give me the ball, give me the rock. Remember that? Oh. And he no. took a fucking shot. And it was like, dude, it was like the worst air ball we ever seen. We're like, who the fuck is this guy? Remember yeah. him? Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. <laughs> Love a legend. Yes. Um, yeah, so you can find that on YouTube, Red Tube Bar, T-U-B-E. Oh. Uh, guys, listen to that shit. It's fucking hilarious. It's right, anyway, up, it's, it's right up our alley in terms of maturity humor level. Yeah. Uh, back to the uh, our KISS podcast. Ah, maybe. Uh, back to school time. Yeah, yeah. My son's in his second week, and my wife just started her new job. Good luck there. Yep, thank you. So, yeah, everybody's back into it now and um, uh, getting ready for Labor Day weekend. Did you give uh, your wife her kiss lunchbox and, and and put Michael in his kiss socks and kiss Crocs to school? <laughs> well, it's a good thing Michael goes to a private school and has to wear a uniform because if not, I'd make him throw on his, uh, uh, you know, a live worldwide second coming T-shirt. Oh, absolutely. Do you think there are people like... You know, people think I'm a jerk dad because my dad's got a kiss podcast, like Paul Stanley says. People probably just think he's a jerk anyways. Okay. okay. Oh, they think I'm a jerk. He's so a good think, kid. He's he's got know, a ton, you, he's got a ton of friends. At, he's got a ton of friends at school. They're probably like, dude, your dad's doing what? What is he doing? I'm I'm not I'm don't worry, don't get defensive, Dad. I'm not saying your son doesn't have friends. Oh no, 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 no. I'm no. playing on the gimmick and I was waiting for you to jump in and help me out. What did with I miss? the whole extreme close up and Paul Stanley telling everybody, oh. you know, doctors, lawyers, you know, your best friend thinks you're a jerk because you like kiss. Oh, my son thinks I'm a jerk because I like kiss. Because <laughs> you have a kiss podcast. <laughs> That's it. Um, and your so, and I saw and I, your daughter started fifth grade. Yeah, and she looks like she's going into uh, second year at NYU. Yeah, uh, so that's a lot of fun seeing my daughter <laughs> looking like a nineteen-year-old when she's actually eleven. Yeah. yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. God, yeah, God that's bless, a lot of fun. You. Let me tell you. God bless you, babe. God bless you. Wish you luck in the future. Okay, see you later. <laughs> um. Anyways, back steering it back into the lane. The car. Um. What's going on in Kiss World? Uh, as usual, quiet. I mean, the tour, you know, rolling along. Uh, last weekend, right? Last weekend, it, everyone celebrated Gene's seventieth birthday. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> That's that. Right. First Go of ahead, all, Gene's first, birthday. First of all, uh, I we can you imagine seven? You look at him on stage. I, I don't care all the Kiss haters out there. You can go fuck off because the fact that this guy is seventy 
And he's not just on stage with a guitar and jeans and a T-shirt. I, I got to give him props because I know him and Paul toot their own horn all the time about putting on the 40 pounds of armor and the boots. Dude, 70 and they're still doing it. That's it's, it's insane. Gene, I'd pat you in the back, but your hand is in the way. Ah, good one. So it's true. it's true. Yes, he is 70. And it was nice watching him chow down with a fucking corn dog with Paul. And then let's get back to the other part of this and stirred up a little bit of uh, tension on the our little social media stuff. Oh, here we go. <laughs> he, Paul put the photo up of him in Gene saying 70. Something about, uh, yeah. what did he say? He's like, uh, you know, my brother, we've been through the good, the bad, the ridiculous. But it was literally one of the all-time worst kiss photos <laughs> In history, it was the asylum era. <clears throat> it, it, Gene, it, it was that picture that we always make fun of. Where Gene looks like fucking B. Arthur. It was brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. Girl. And and yeah. and and what? Did, and me, I, I mean, we're all. I'm a conspiracy theorist by nature. I love it. But I think you may have said it, or somebody said, like, "Oh, this was a fucking troll job by oh, Paul." Oh, that was definitely a troll job. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, definitely. I, oh, I agree. Paul you've definitely put that in. You've there. been together for Paul's like. I could pull that off. You couldn't. Right. You've been together for 40 years. That's the picture you put up. <laughs> yeah. you, really, dude? Come on. And 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 what and to get to get back to your leadoff point there. The people on uh, we know that the crowd Twitter, seems to love it. No, the crowd did not seem to the people were very hurt by our words. Very hurt. Hurt with his words? Yeah. Very hurt. Because okay. people People were like, oh, I, I don't understand why people shit on the asylum. I, we, we, I love that music. I'm like, who the fuck said we didn't like the music? We're shitting on the way that they look. It's funny. Why are you so sensitive? It's a fucking band. Yeah. And uh, I think that was Sonny's alter ego or alias that he used <laughs> to put in there because it was his. You know, well, what's wrong with asylum? Why do you shit on? I'm like, dude, first of all, we're not shitting on it. We've said this. I've said it a hundred million times, dude. Kiss is still bad. Kiss is still good music. I don't give a shit. I, uh, if yeah. I'm not saying Asylum is the worst, I'm not. I still like it, but compared to the other, it's at the bottom. Like just like pizza, right? But we weren't even talking about the music. We were talking about the photo, and people were losing their mind. It was like because the Vinnie people Vincent are thing. so sensitive That's about what I mean. Kiss. That's what I mean. I'm like, how how can you how can you look at that picture and not laugh at it? You you can still like you said that's their one that's their one that's their one that's their one Rocky Marciano, <laughs> I mean what the fuck how do you look at that you you have to look at that picture and be like that's a great picture of Paul and Gene I'm proud to be a Kiss fan no it's a fucking <laughs> terrible picture of them <laughs> and it's hilarious yeah I mean guys we're not you know people I guess people are so sensitive because wherever you go there's a fucking group somebody shits on somebody. Somebody pisses on them, which, you know, go ahead. Uh, do you want to start this or should I? No, go ahead. No, because I was going to say there was another thing that I saw. Somebody had put up a photo of like Eric Singer and a fucking superimposed like fucking pumpkin head. On him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> making yeah, fun yeah. of his weight. And like people were shitting on him. Like I'm the that came Peter, from uh, what they calling him like. Chris, um, 
kiss man, like fucking imposter or something like that. I don't know what they were fucking doing. Yeah. Uh, and they're calling him fat and fucking out of that, shape. And- yeah, that came from a message board, I think. Somebody posted it uh, and then somebody shared it on Twitter and they were all flipping out. I'm like, you know, OK. Well, and I'm just like, dude, the last people. You know, present company included. The last people should be talking about people's fucking weight. I fucking kiss fans. Like, who the fuck is pointing fingers at fucking? Have you seen half the fucking kiss fans out there? But forget forget about that though. The fact like, that well, then let it's me a, finish it's a, it's his point. I just want to say, go ahead. Like, go ahead. They're not what you would call a handsome group of fans. Like, just. Who the fuck is making fun of like Eric Singer? Like, was that a thing? Did I miss that? Like, Eric Singer's fat now, apparently, and people are like know. making fun of his fat head or fat face or something. What the I fuck have no is idea. that all about? I have when I saw it, I didn't even know what the hell was going on. And then my other thing is like, who who cares? What why? Who cares? It's not. It, it, why are you getting all? You know, to quote, Thank you. To, to quote the breakfast club, you know, I could see you getting all bunged up for making them wear these kinds of clothes. But I mean, what the f- really? You're getting all bent out of shape because somebody drew a cartoon of fucking Eric Singer? What? <laughs> oh. People settle down. So, settle. So go on. What were you? What were you? You had something you wanted to get off your chest too. No, it was just about the. It was just about the people. It was. It reminded me of the Vinnie Vincent stuff. People just getting. Oh, I. Uh, I. Can't, I don't understand why people make fun of the band we love. And then, and then I commented, "Well, you, obviously you don't listen to our show." Yeah, like what the fuck? When did this become like everyone's so sad? Like our stuff, our fans, the people on our met. Like we don't have message boards, thank God. No. Um, like on our Twitter handle and uh, our friggin' Facebook page. People are in on the joke. We love Kiss, but we yeah. also can like make fun of like our our opinions about songs or this guy's. Everyone knows. Oh, Peter, Chris is your favorite guy, so the shit on me or you know or something like you know whatever. It's yep. all in good fun. What do I sit there and go? That guy. Let's get him off, Tom. You gotta you gotta block that guy. He he was shitting on my pick of uh fucking um uh, I don't know uh, uh I'm gonna love you as the best kid. Kiss song, he's shitting like right. who cares? Right. No, who I know. Cares. Why is this such an issue to you people? People, if you can't find enjoyment and fun and humor in the band that you love, if you're gonna be if you're serious about KISS, then I would really hate to see what else you're serious about in life. Okay? Yeah, like if, how can you take KISS serious? Like we love And, and I'm not we, saying that like like I'm talking to you like from a uh uh Carlos Santana fan. Like, how do you take Kiss here? I'm saying, like, Kiss is meant to be fun. Yep. It's not meant to be a project. And if you can't... It's not meant to be, like, fucking, like, oh, shit, I gotta work on my calculus test. I gotta study up on the the Kiss friggin' uh, guitar picks and what they use from Circa 77. Like, who gives a fuck? Go put on some tunes and have a good time. Yep. What the fuck's the matter with you people? Yeah, if you can't enjoy this, and we said this way, way back in our very first episode, we are we love this band more than anything. We wouldn't be doing this if we didn't. But we know when it's time to make fun of them and have fun with them and kind of, you know, there's a lot of silly shit this band has done, and we're not afraid to talk about it. And if people are sensitive about that, then sorry. Yeah, but it's also said with, like, like in jest with love. It's not sent with, like, said, like, oh, you fucking people are stupid for, like, 
No one does that. No one cares. Relax. Come the fuck down. Yep. Exactly. Right? That's that's true, buddy. That's so, true. So, like, I don't know. But go on. You had something you wanted to get off your chest. Go ahead. Well, yeah. So, well, not off my chest per se, but just a little bit of interesting news that that we could talk about for a couple minutes here. So, if you're listening to us, and if you're a Kiss fan, you you you're familiar with three sides of the coin. The, the whether or not you listen to them or not, you know who they are. Uh, so, one of the co-hosts, Mark Cicchini, who's you know one famous for being like the Uber Kiss collector, you know, unbelievable stuff, and he yep. has and he has contact with the with the band, band members, management, whatever. So on the most recent episode, he brought up something interesting. He couldn't really get into details because, you know, he's not going to do that. But apparently he was contacted by someone uh, with the band. I don't know if it was a band member or. See, I didn't listen to this week's episode, so I have no idea. So I'm listening. Go ahead. So he was contacted because a lot of people go to him for um, for, you know, videos or I mean, he has like original stuff from like the 70s. Like, yeah, he's like an expert. He talks about it. I've heard him say before. People like fans will go up to him. Well, hey, I might buy this. Is this real? Yeah. And he's got an expertise in the field. So good on Mark. Go ahead. Yep. And the and the band knows to contact him for certain things. So, anyways, he was contacted about an upcoming Kiss authorized Kiss sanctioned band sanctioned um, product project that's going to be coming out soon. Um, so he couldn't say more than that. But then the rest of the guys on the show started kind of talking about what this could be. Um, okay. So I thought it was interesting. They were they were thinking that it could be a new box set. Um, they were thinking it could be maybe a new DVD release, a new compilation DVD box set, like footage or et cetera, et cetera. Uh, either way, the news is pretty exciting because anytime that Kiss is behind a quote unquote project, it's usually pretty good. Um, I don't think anybody needs any more fucking Kiss boxer shorts or fucking Kiss toilet bowl cleaners. So having some DVDs or CDs or something would be pretty awesome. So. Um, you know, check that episode out if you haven't, but I, I'd be interested to see what people think is going to happen and what they would want to happen. Zeus, any thoughts on what you think they might be doing? You think it might be like a DVD set, CDs, concert, something? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I guess I, I guess I would probably. I don't know. I mean, obviously, uh, I would think that it's maybe uh, Kissology Four coming up. That's what I'm hoping. That that's probably where they're at. Or something uh, similar to that, yeah. Like a DVD release. Yeah, I mean, I can't see them. They're so, like, burnt out from the music release of anything new. So no, I don't, I don't see them doing anything like that. But the Kissology. Yeah. Or maybe that, maybe they're filming something. Uh, yeah. A new book. Could be I mean, a to, new book. I mean, to, contact, to contact Mark. Kiss, no, was it Kissery 3? And maybe they contacted him because maybe you know, photos yep. and stuff. I don't know. Yep. Either way, it's it's interesting, and who knows when that's going to come out. But I think everybody everybody's expecting something big to come out to commemorate the end of the road. So, yeah, so I, thought, I thought that was interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one more. I got one more. About it later. I, all, right. Right. all right. Go ahead. I got, I got well. One more thing we want to talk about. So you'll today's Thursday. You'll, this'll you'll hear this episode Saturday or whenever. So Zeus came up with a little clever idea about a, a little poll oh, where yeah, it's yeah. where it's Team Tom versus Team Zeus once a week. Right. So we're gonna so we take turns throwing out a song, 
And then we have to kind of pair it up with something similar. And then it's like a battle. It doesn't necessarily mean that one of us don't like the other song, but we'll throw a song out there and then try to pair it up and then have like a little bit of a battle. So this week I throw hooligan because I love that song. I know that Zeus hates it. So I Zeus, do. you know, so and then Zeus throw baby driver, which I love. Um, and right now um, it, it I, I think it's a dead heat. It's amazing because hooligan is the most polarizing song there are people like i can't vote both of these songs suck and then another and then another guy's like hooligan is the worst song in the kiss catalog <laughs> then another guy's like oh it's definitely hooligan so i'm like it's bizarre to hear that but yeah it, it's uh, pretty yeah. close no i agree i mean and we want to make it something like fun couple songs that are somewhat similar yeah so we're not gonna throw out uh love's a deadly weapon versus cold gin right okay so yeah. you know we'll try to keep it somewhat uh, on the same page, yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's really where we're at. Um, anything else in Kiss World going on other than them touring? No. Um, they're still doing their thing. Um, you know, no. and hopefully we'll be able to catch them sometime soon ourselves. Um, but let's go to let's go where we're talking about this week. And okay. um, this week we are back to our second ever. DVD review. Um, there was a question from somebody. Who was it online? Do you remember? Oh, God. I wish I was prepared for that. Yeah. Um, I fucked up by bringing it up to you. That's okay. That's um, okay. Somebody had asked us, hey, when are you going to do another DVD review? And you're like, yeah, stay tuned. Right. Yeah, because they were saying they were saying how the, the Kiss Confidential episode, they really enjoyed that, which, okay, that's great to hear. Thank you. So yeah. good, good, good timing yeah, to ask um, that question. We, you know, we have concepts like the Kiss Alive, real Kiss Alive, three, four, all the way down. We have, uh, you know, obviously album reviews. We do Kiss drafts. We have different. So we have a, a bunch of other original thoughts, and we have like ten or fifteen of them that we can always go to, and then we try to come up with some stuff ideas. Um, so we haven't done a DVD review in a while. Um, I like these because it's just plain discussion. Yep. Um, and we get to talk about stuff and, you know, we did the first one was kiss confidential. It's almost a little bit, um, right around that wheelhouse because this is right after kiss confidential and we're not doing yep. these in order. We just picked this one out. So the second coming is really supposed to be kind of a documentary style DVD, um, about kiss reunion in the following tour that happened the yep. worldwide alive right that happened alive alive worldwide oh yep. i had it asked backwards um in lost cities tour that came up after the reunion yep and that's what this dvd is really about uh, i've had this for a while i had the insert with all the chapter index uh tom doesn't have it so it didn't help him when i'm like yeah i'm just gonna go down this list and uh you know, we'll go through the numbers. You're like, what fucking list? <laughs> well, like, well, you know, like, like, like Stephen said way back, you know, I buy my DVDs the same place I buy my CDs from the guy on the corner. So, yeah, apparently you picked that up with somewhere in Chinatown. Probably. And um, you don't have the real one with the, you know, 
I mean, all I have is a sheet here, really. But I don't have. I have the same DVD that you do, but mine doesn't have the insert with the chapter uh, descriptions on it. Not that you need it, but it was just yeah. interesting. But Zeus is like, "Oh yeah, we can go down the chapter set." I go, "What the fuck are you talking about? I don't have that in my DVD." <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we like we always do with everything. We can look at the cover. It's the picture of the four of them from the reunion era. Doesn't look pretty. Uh, you know, looks pretty good, right? Gene, Gene looks awesome. Yeah. Um. They all look pretty decent. Yeah. I like. Uh, the back, it looks like a pretty raunchy fucking uh, uh, part of the concert. They're fucking going nuts. Yep. Explosions. So it looks pretty good on the back. Gives a brief description. So a couple things off the top. The DVD was written, produced, directed, um, and released. November 24th, 1998, by Tommy Thayer. Yeah. 1998. Yep. Interesting. Right? Yeah. What's your thoughts? Um, I knew that he was really involved with a lot of stuff behind the scenes for Kiss at this time. Um, but to see that he wrote, produced, and directed this, that that was uh, I, that was pretty surprising to me. So. so get off your ass and finish Kissology 4. It was... Oh. Narrated by Matt Pinfield. Do you remember that guy? Absolutely. From um, MTV, He's, Matt yep. Pinfield. Is he not to get confused with Matt Pinhead that from <laughs> Pinheads and Patriots around that time? Remember that? Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> this, this week on our Pinheads and Patriots edition on the O'Reilly Factor. Remember all that shit? <laughs> yes. yes. In the back of the book segment. Yep. Um, no, I remember Matt Pinfield. He. Uh, uh, Started out with that alternative show on MTV, the 120 minutes, and then um, and he's done he's done a ton. He's got a huge music career. But I'll tell you right now, for me, curious choice of narrator for this. Yeah, I don't picture him as a Kiss fan. No, no, me neither. Um, I mean, he did a good job, but executive producer Doc McGee. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead. What? He looks like the critic. <laughs> Did you ever see that yes. fucking the, the John cartoon? Lovitz car- the John Lovitz cartoon. He looks like yeah. the critic. Yeah, yeah. He's. <laughs> uh, it's just I've got a lot of cringeworthy things about Doc McGee in this video, but please. He, amongst them is he had uh, less hair then than he does now. Wink, wink. Well. You know, hair replacement wasn't what it was back in 96. That's not hair replacement that he has on now. That is a horrible wig, and that looks terrible. Um, But that's that's I'm going to get shit for it. But no, you're not the critic. That's a fucking great cartoon. It looks exactly. Yeah, no, you're right. They tell me that's not him. Um, So and and, you know, on the funny part, too, is um, on the inner sleeve, there's also something small if you can kind of see it here okay okay um where is it here you can order a history two on the small little part of here oh yeah yeah on inner sleeve it runs 133 minutes released cool. november 24th 1998 oh. and it has three little extra specials shout it out loud drc detroit rock city and shandy yeah <laughs> so um Let's go into those because before we get into the full video, you open up the main menu. It's got a discography 
section of the DVD. Did you did you just fool around with that, like in the main menu? A little bit, extras? Yeah. A, a little bit. So I I looked at because obviously we know the first couple ones, yeah. But this DVD went up to a live three ninety three on plug ninety six. They listed you wanted the best ninety seven. They listed greatest kiss in yep. the discography nineteen ninety seven. Carnival of Souls was listed in ninety seven. And Cycle Circus was listed in nineteen ninety eight. I yep. just found that shit interesting. Yeah. Um, they, they had an ad a thing for Kiss Online. Oh yeah. The, the, the kiss website that clicks ass. Oh God, that is so. Come on. <laughs> and then you got the three little extras. So the shout it out loud video is the one of the uh, opening for Tiger Stadium, right? Yep. The helicopter coming in. There's a guy with a Bill Clinton fucking mask with Paul Stanley makeup. Um, I just like the part in that video where her Ace sings a little bit of the chorus. Did you get that? Yeah. In that video and that thing. Yep. When he, yeah. Come on, everybody, shout it out now. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, poor hey, Ace. Shout it out now. <laughs> um, that's that's uh, the shout it out loud video. Anything you want to add to that? No, no, it was that's cool. The Tiger Stadium one. That yeah, was cool. And then to there's see. Um, Shandy, which is the 97 Melbourne part of this tour. Yes. And a shirtless Paul yep. with his guitar alone sings. And I just wrote in my notes here. Horrible. It looks yeah, like was, he's there, serenading Murph yeah, outside the, his window in Pitt South. Yeah. The, I mean, if you're going to sing the song, sing the song. Because I know, for, you know, that was a big, you know, Unmasked was huge down in Australia. But what are you doing? Like doing like the little acapella sing along there. Oh, just, oh, yeah. No. And yeah. then the DRC Detroit Rock City was from the Detroit Rock City movie premiere. Yes. Um. Yep. You know, I, I just put in this, I'll be saying this quite a few times, you know, they look like they're in their prime. They look how much energy. They looked awesome in that video. I mean, Ace and Peter looked good. Um, you know, the footage is real close up and real clean. And yeah. you feel like it's a, a live concert, not like some doctored music video. You feel like you're at that concert. Um, it's a, a great job. Um, you know, it's Kind of a weird thing. Gene's like licking Ace's neck. Like, what the fuck? Are you well, doing? We 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 talked we talked about that at the end of the road tour. You see, he still does that shit with Tommy. I'm like, what the oh. fuck are you doing? What is that? <laughs> Whatever. I, I don't. I there's that. anything wrong with that. Yeah. Well, no. Well, well, well. I found a poster. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> off now. Look what you did to me. I didn't. Um, so then. We start the DVD. Yep. Right? Right. So they, they do a whole little, you know, backstory of Kiss. Hey, we haven't known about Kiss. Did you know that Kiss started as a band called Wicked Lester? Well, yeah. So before before that, though, I actually have written out they did that this, like, super dramatic intro before the video starts with, like, you know, this, like, low rumbling bass and, you know, this big whole fucking thing. And then, like you said, then it goes into like an abbreviated fast forward version of Kiss Extreme Close Up, including audio from Extreme Close Up. Yeah. And then it's it's basically he calls him the king of shock rock. I don't like that. I don't either. Not shock rock. Isn't that what they used to call Alice Cooper? Yeah. Shock well, rem- remember, remember who wrote this? Ugh. Tommy Thayer. 
after 23 years and 75 million albums. Um, so they just jumped 25 million albums after that because now they're up to 100 million albums. Right, right, right. Yep. Um, 15 years from the breakup. And I'm trying to do Matt Pinfall's voice. Uh, In the beginning, Wicked Lester with the child molester. Yeah. Um, isn't that funny how that rhymes? That's I, I don't understand why. I mean, I guess I do understand maybe, you know, for a newer fan, why they threw this in there. But like, come on. Like, I, I know for us, it's like tedious stuff. But I did pick up this thing. Yeah. Paul says Ace's makeup is like a seismograph. It's not the space. It's a seismograph record, recording an earthquake uh, on, going off the Richter scale. That's Stupid. what his makeup is supposed to be. That, that's, what, Paul, that's Paul's interpretation. Is, Stupid. You know, a lot of people are saying that Ace's makeup is space. Yeah, it is. Ace's that's why he's the make, spaceman. But Ace's makeup is a seismograph recording an earthquake going off the Richter scale. Have you ever heard that anywhere else? I have heard it there. No, but that's what I'm saying. Have you ever heard that anywhere else ever? No, because it's stupid and made up. All right. So then there's the other part where the video, and this is a, a running theme. Well, I I know they take clips from extreme close-up in this, yep. and they also oh, yeah. take clips from exposed. Yep. I recognize the voices. Me I too. recognize the... the the, the wait, 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 hold on. What did you just say? Did you uh, recognize the voice? <laughs> what? You recognize the voice? <laughs> hey, did you call here before? I called here before. Um, no, you're so, right. I could, I, I could tell when it was extreme close up and when it was exposed. Yeah. And, it, it, you know, the video says Paul came up with the name and Ace the logo. There's yep. no mention of Paul refined the logo. Remember yeah, yeah, that Paul yeah. always had to get that thing in there. And now it's kind of like. They just let it slide when someone says, oh, Paul came up with the logo. Yep. And then oh, I, I, he just I picked it slide when people say it. I picked up on that, too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then it talks about the Academy of Music. They debuted for Blue Oyster Cult. And two years later, they opening up for Kiss. Yep. Bogart signs Kiss as a first act on Casablanca Records. Uh, no mention of Bill or no mention of uh, Sean. No. Which I don't. They just. Gloss that over. They you don't hear on their own. Just came in and and uh, Neil Bogart signed them. Yeah, you don't hear about Bill until later. Yep. Yeah, and then I wrote over clips of exposed and extreme close up. Yeah. Um, it's so, like a, and then this is, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like I said, it's just like a quick, it's like a kiss starter kit drive through edition. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Um, which, is which is fine. And then they, you know. They they talked about um, they made their rep on a live act and um, then they go into Paul's making up of rock and roll all night. He did the chorus. Gene did the voice. And this is what I write down. Why the fuck didn't they do more of that together? Oh, I know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There is a fucking kick ass formula. Yep. And which, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try not to get off too far off track, but. That's the shit that if they stayed on that formula, that new, that early sound would have stayed. Instead of them just doing shit on their own, not reining each other in, and then all of a sudden taking off and writing songs with other people left and right. If they stayed with Gene and Paul writing shit together, or maybe the four of them writing songs together, they would have kept that original sound. 
Yeah, I, right. I think bouncing ideas off each other works. No, you're right. But remember when that that was early, that was their third album. That was before Alive. They were still quote unquote hungry. So no. they were still they were still like a team, you know. And that's why and that that's why that album fucking kicks ass. Not that the not that the other albums obviously kick ass too. But I know what you mean. Yeah, and they they start going through all the highs and lows of the band and get mm-hmm. into the history, and then they go into. <laughs> Phantom of the Park, and they show a nice long clip of, look, this is ridiculous. You're looking for someone, but it's not Kiss. Oh, you guys, it, but it's not Kiss. I hate that. I've said this before. I, I, I hate that they shit on that. They know that their fans love it. And then getting back to our original thing about being able to laugh at Kiss, we love it because it's funny. It's entertaining. We know it's a goofy movie. I hate that they shit on that. It pisses me off. Yeah, <laughs> there's another part. Um, what I noticed is this is the beginning of this where Ace is on like Ace. I, I put this as a running theme. Ace sounds like a robot. Oh, yeah. Ace sounds like. What do you want me to say, Paul? Yep. OK. Ace says this. Well, I was abusing substances. Dude. Ace doesn't say I was abusing substances. I did a lot of fucking drugs. Exactly. I was doing a lot of fucking drinking. Yeah. That sounds like Paul saying you were doing substances, Ace. Yeah, exactly. Of course. What is that? He sounds like the whole... Anytime Ace talks, that does not sound natural. He sounds like like Tommy does when he talks now and he looks over to Paul. Can I say... I I can say that? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're coached. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for the hate mail after this episode. (laughs) Ace does not sound like Ace. No. Abusing substances. First of all, Ace doesn't know what the word abuse or substance (laughs) means. I was getting fucking (laughs) shit-faced. And then Gene says, everything pales compared to Ace, Peter, and Paul in Gene in makeup. Ooh. I know. Imagine that now. Uh, Why don't you throw that back at him? I'll tell you right now, it was really interesting watching this in 2019 and seeing and hearing a lot. Very interesting. Yeah, exactly. Seeing this video, guys, you guys should. I mean, this is the whole point of us putting it on. We yeah. hope to think like maybe some of you guys are like, ah, fuck it. I don't want to see it. I just heard of your whole fucking whole uh, podcast about no, it. No, you, ha- you, have, to, you, you have, have to watch it. There are so many different feelings you'll get from watching this. But amongst them is like, yeah, why don't we play this back for you guys and remember what you said there? Yep. But. Absolutely. You know, and then they, you know, they go back to, and then Peter says he, his daughter, he wanted to show his daughter kiss, so he brought him to the convention out there in California. And Peter's daughter, wherever you are, thank you, yeah, because, because she, she's the catalyst that got Kiss back together. That's and and you know what? And and that's that. You know, this could be a question. This could be a, an episode question. But you gotta wonder. You talk about what ifs. What if that never happened? You know, I mean, Peter didn't take the initiative then. Yep. Yep. Uh, At the unplugged, I I wrote down, I watched when they're showing the rehearsals of the unplugged. Paul kept looking at Ace as though he's like, he's going to fuck it up. He's like, he was looking at him throughout the whole time. And Ace was like, yeah, I had to remember a lot of this fucking. I couldn't remember remember the chords to fucking deuce. (laughs) <laughs> what, what, what chord is that on uh, Kojin? You fucking wrote it, you idiot. You know what I noticed, too? 
throughout the rehearsals, like, you know, like the convention and then the unplugged and all that stuff. Yeah. It see, and I, this isn't going to, I, I know it seemed that Gene was really letting himself go and enjoying Peter and ACE where Paul seemed to, like you said, all right, when are they going to fuck up? When are they going to fuck up? Did they fuck up yet? It didn't seem like he was like enjoying ACE and Peter. It was like he had PTSD, and I get that. But Gene surprisingly seemed to really enjoy being around them. There are certain times that I've watched this video and you see this stuff that you're like, Gene is really doing everything here. Yeah. And then there are other times it's like, yeah, Gene might be doing everything, but Paul is the one saying, you know what? I don't fucking like this. You're going to do what I want. Oh, Wherever yeah. he wants, he has the final say. Totally. So, yeah, if you watch the video, there is – Ace playing the guitar and Paul playing right next to him and watching him yep. the whole fucking time, like looking down, like hey, he got the right chords. All right. Yeah. And then, you know, it's pretty cool that they all go back to jeans and start putting, you know, preparing for the Grammy surprise. They start put on the makeup and the costumes again. It was awesome. You can tell that now that that alone is a great part of this video that makes you want to see us because you get to see them back as like, you know, probably remembering four fucking broke friends. Yeah, I, uh, you know, maybe you call them friends, but four broke guys together, and here they are back, surreal, putting on makeup, trying costumes, just the four of them. It wasn't a big entourage. The Kiss tour wasn't huge at this point. It was just the four of them at Gene's house trying makeup on and trying stuff and laughing and sharing stories and having a good time. It was actually pretty cool. Very, very big, huge waves of nostalgia watching that, you know, and just really, and really getting into the fact why. You know, all those Tommy and, and Eric haters, you know, th- th- this this video is going to probably fuel that fire even a little bit more because, you know, because you could say, why not get that back? But we'll see. <laughs> yeah, well, let's just keep going. Um, I thought there was a funny part where they were talking to some guy who probably designed the shoes or an Italian guy there. Oh, I have Peter that- was like, why can't the whole band just be Italian and everything? Everything will be done the right way. I got two things to say about that. First of all, the Italian bootmaker was fucking. <laughs> he was like, "I am Enzo the Baker. I make boots for the band for your father. For your father. For your father. Okay, yes, yes." And then I'll say it now, and I'll probably say it throughout the rest of the thing, dude. Peter is fucking annoying as shit. <laughs> Every time he opened his mouth, I'm like, "Dude, shut the fuck." up really yes why'd you find him annoying because uh, i don't know he just was like oh everything was like oh with his fucking stupid accent and it's trying to be funny and i'm like ah oh. he just I, I took it you know because you know i have the soft spot for him i thought he was awesome in it okay I, he, he seems so watch this video guys and then you tell me he seemed more appealing because you know I, I was gonna get to this at the end but he seems authentic He's not hiding anything back. He's just speaking it out. Right. Ace is a fucking robot. Or he was just because he was fucking coming clean and staying off the drugs looked like he was miserable. Oh, he totally like, did. Especially by the like, end. Not like, not, but just like, yeah, no, I have to do this. I got to yeah. stay straight and sober. You know, when you're on a fucking diet and you're trying to but, be pleasant about yeah. it. <laughs> but but I, will, I will say, though, kind of piggybacking on what I said earlier about Paul. Peter's interaction with Gene seemed very genuine, very friend, 
Like, did you see any interaction with Peter and Paul? No, and that's what None. that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm did saying you again. See any interaction with Paul and Ace? No. Did you see any interaction really with Paul and Gene? No, it was all business for Paul, which is fine. But that's why I said earlier, Gene seemed to really enjoy the group. Paul did not. Paul, I think none Paul, of that. What's that? There's none of that with Paul. Right. I, and I think, you know, and, and it's, it's Paul's, you know, he has this, it's his prerogative here. But I think, I think Peter, excuse me, Paul looked at this as nothing more than a payday. Where I think Gene looked at this as a payday, yes, of course, but I also think he really enjoyed the reunion in in in, in, in those guys. But don't you look at it like this? This is how I really picture it. Okay, let's bring them back. We can do it. I'm, they're gonna fuck it up. I'll take care of it. I will yep. take care of them. I will have it. They're gonna fuck up, and when they fuck up, it's your fault. All right, just don't worry about it. I've got it under control. I'll be him. Gene was doing his best to make everybody be a happy family. And Paul's like, that's not my problem. I'm not here to fucking entertain them. I'm not here to be their buddies. That's you, Gene. Even they're, if you fucking you, this was your idea. You're dealing with this. Let's just say that's how it seemed like. Let's just say that that's true. That sounds definitely plausible. But if anything, this video, and again, this is fucking 20 plus years ago. This video really highlighted that Paul is kind of a fucking douche a lot. <laughs> You know, I mean, you know, remember, remember what I, you know, I mean, we love him. He's the star child and all this. And you remember we talked about his book, you know, very scripted and cliche. There's nothing, there's nothing authentic and like humanizing about him. And, and I don't think I, this was the best version of him, though, back was, in 96. Was no, he going through his divorce then? I don't know. I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure, but I don't but think, I think he's married. But I think it was glaring the, the, sure. the way now the, you the, make me look it up. <clears throat> I think it was glaring the way that they interacted with each other. Uh, I'm not saying that Paul was like rude or mean. He, I mean, he was fine, but it really looked like Gene was enjoying himself with the guys. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious with uh, the bootmaker and fucking and Peter making her stupid jokes and stuff. And he's like, yeah, if everybody was Italian, they'd do it right way. I'm like, if everybody's Italian, half the fucking band members would be dead. There'd be fucking hits on everybody. Good. The five heads of the fucking Italian family, the Colombo, the Genovese, the fucking uh, Bananos, and who the fucking Gambino and the Lucchese. The Lucchese family. I can't believe you mentioned the families and you're not, you're talking about real ones. You're not talking about the, uh, the, 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 you know, come on. All the five families. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Strata, Strata. What's the other one? Like so many politicians in your pocket, in your pockets, in your pocket. Uh, (laughs) yeah, I I thought that was funny. But then they start talking about you know the Grammys. They're getting ready for the Grammys coming out. There was eighty million people going to see it, the nineteen ninety six Grammys, and they're with Tupac, and they come out, and then all I can think of is the there's the Eagles, and they're all like, "What the fuck is that? Is that Kiss?" I love. (laughs) Oh, that was great. I, I, I got a couple notes written here on this. So <clears throat> Paul was like, we, you know, we, we walked in and we had all of our makeup and our gear on. We're wondering what the reaction was going to be. And I wrote down. I take it back. Paul had oh. just recently gotten married. Oh, really? So he got married. Uh, well, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. His son was born in 94, so he had been married for, I, mean, I don't know how long, but, but his son was born in 94. Okay. So he was still married. They didn't get divorced uh, 
um, I don't know until when, in 2001, it says. So, no, right. he wasn't going through a divorce, but he was married then. So okay. maybe that's why he was like that. All right. So back to what I was saying about when he, when they're walking into the Grammys, all the gear, and he's like, oh, I wonder what people's reaction would was is going to be. And I wrote down in my notes, it's going to be the same fucking reaction as when we walked into Stonehill for the Halloween party. Every, <laughs> every, every, everyone's everyone's going to look at you and be in, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, like, it's like. Mm, are we laughing at them? Or do we feel bad for these people? Or are we well, like thinking this is awesome? Well, that's that. We're not up, sure. That brings up my next point. Watch the video of when Tupac sees them. He's <laughs> fucking laughing at them. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? Right. Okay. Before we go further. Let's take a quick break for me to put on my Peter Chris Speedo. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, fruitcake, and we're back. Let's keep going. So after that, then they start doing the rehearsals, right? Yep. Um, and they're practicing. I just can't. I, Paul and the fucking headbands back then. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I have that written down in like capital letters. It just What's everybody's up? hairdo back then, starting with the critic. And then all the way to Gene had this huge, like, mop on his head. I don't know what the fuck that was. Fake hairdo he had on. It looked like a wig. Paul in his receding hairline. That was bad. Yeah, it looked like he was going to be a member of the Color Me Bad group with his fucking hair pulled back. He he looked like fucking Stevie Van Zandt. What the? <laughs> that's that's what we look like. Like what the fuck, dude? Yeah, and you know it's funny watching them, and then they're like in regular clothes rehearsing. Yep. And Gene's doing the leg movements, the like the leg kick moving the yep. demon. Yep. It looks so fucking stupid. <laughs> like I, re- in reg- oh yeah, in regular clothes. Yeah, he's kicking his leg out and trying to be like. I was like, dude, you you don't see how you see yourself, right? You this looks stupid. <laughs> but, you know, obviously it looks cool when he's doing it in makeup. And they're praying the songs, and this was interesting. 
Gene says, you know, they're playing the song, you know, Paul and uh, Peter and Ace, they're not used to this song. So we've been playing it all along. And then the guys came back to us and said, you're not playing it right. And he says, you know, Ace and Peter were right. We had been playing it, but we had strayed away from the original songs. Yeah. What is what? I need a little bit of help as to was he trying? Was that just like pretend uh, a bone to them? Exactly. Thank you. Kind of like what you said, appeasing Peter and Ace. Because when, when Gene said that, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? They weren't playing it right or something. They were playing it too fast or something. like. I don't know. I would love to know. I would love to have been a fly on the wall when Gene said that. Paul must have, must have been like, what the fuck did you just say? Why would you tell them that? Yeah. Why, well, not only that, not only that, Gene's, uh, Gene's effectively saying that, thank God for, for uh, Ace and Peter, because if not, Paul and I would keep fucking up this yeah. song. Yeah. Now, then they get back to the Intrepid. Right. Yep. And they do the thing with uh, Conan O'Brien. Yep. Yep. Um, and I thought and I wrote down now that's how you fucking sell a tour. Oh, full God, of yeah. confidence and balls. We talked about this when we <clears throat> talked about the end of the road tour. Yep. Way back in the beginning of this podcast. Like, look how they started this off. Like, yeah, we're fucking the intrepid. We're going to we're fucking back. Yeah, we're going to show all the young bands how to fucking the big boys do it. We're fucking, yeah, we're, you'll wait till you see what you got. Yeah, we fucking, we're mad. Now we're now we're back together. So yeah. fucking what? Yeah, and it was great. And Conan had that great quote. He's like, when I found out about this, I said, what time and what aircraft carrier? Yeah. Like, it was like, it was just so, it, everybody knew it was such a badass announcement. Like, who the fuck does that on a battleship? Yeah, like a- which, which means, like, it looks like we're up for this, we're doing this. Kiss still has the same manager, as far as I know. They do. This tour. Do you do you feel like no. they prepped this or they put this in? It's like, hey, Kiss fans or fan rock fans, Kiss is leaving. This is it. You know, the best live band. Have you seen them? If you haven't seen them, this is the only time you'll ever get a chance to see them again. You got to go see. No, there's none of that. None. Well, it's funny that you say that. You know, kind of veer off for for a minute here, but you know, at the beginning of the episode, we talk about Kiss news, and we're like, no, the tour's going on. Like, there should be more to talk about. Like, the the the, the tour is. Ba- if you're not a Kiss fan, you have fucking no clue that the tour is going on. Yeah, there's nothing. Everybody knew that this reunion tour was going on. Every and remember, this happened in '96 when there was no fucking internet. And yeah. everybody knew that this was happening because they were on a fucking TV show here and there every exactly. once in a while. Exactly. They're not yeah, doing. They're not any- promoting shit. Nope. Nope. Anyways, yeah. continue. So, continue. So after the then they did the Barry Levine uh, photo sessions, and that's the guy that did all those photos for them up on uh, the Empire State Building. Very yep. famous photographer. So he had them like doing different things. Thoughts uh, on thoughts on that photo session in general? What do you think of it? I thought it was pretty cool. Gene had the Komodo dragon. And then he, uh, the, the one with him wrapped in barbed wire. And yeah, the blood, yeah. Everything. Um, I thought Paul it was had cr- the naked women. Oh, I have. Yeah, I have that written down. I love naked women. Quote by Paul. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I don't. Yeah, right. Uh, no, no, you it's do. Like, it's like one of those, uh, you know, the doth protest too much. Oh, no, I love naked women. <laughs> Remember, I, I, Paul Stan, I love naked women. <laughs> Stop it. I should. You always rein me in. I'm reining you in. Uh, Peter had the tiger that looked like it was going to fucking rip someone's head off. Oh, it was going to fucking I know. Siegfried and Roy to him. And, and they're like, fuck that. <laughs> and you hear Paul. Paul was like, 
Uh, that thing looked like somebody was going to leave in an accident. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. They're almost like, you brought that in. Good luck. That's on you. Yep. Like, not giving a shit. Like, oh, that could have hurt Peter. You know, it's like, oh, well. <laughs> I like it. And, and the the picture that we posted on, you know, today's Thursday for the little coming soon teaser, like that group photo. I think that's I, I like it. I mean, we, yep. we got some comments on our social media where people were saying they Someone were little- picked up on. Oh, that's a reunion photo. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it is. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. But like, you don't know, it's just a regular kiss photo. Maybe we right. just put it up to right. talk about the original four or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then the, there was a great part here. That Gene says talks about him and Peter being similar. You didn't hear anything about any of that stuff. And yeah. that they're, you know, in G, was it Peter that said it? But they're similar in uh, like their sweets are together. They're into cartoons, the same humor. Yep. And Peter said, Gene's the hardest working member of KISS. And I, and I underlined, Paul definitely pissed. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally. Did you see that connection there? Well, yeah, because here's the thing. There's a difference between being hardworking, which, you know, obviously they all are. But we, Paul, he's a control freak. That doesn't necessarily mean that he's the hardest working member of the band. But people see Gene yeah. stayed around for everybody's photo shoot with yep. everybody. Yeah. Paul was done with his. He's fucking out of there. Um, we've said that. Please, I don't want this to turn into to a pile on episode, but it's going to. We've said this many times. Paul is kind of a douche. Um, and, and this episode really showed it. Yeah. It just I, I don't know. It just he didn't seem warm and fuzzy. Like nope. Gene did with the rest of them. Oh, absolutely. Ace just seems like a fucking robot. What? And Where I, I, am I? What? Are you shot me? <laughs> what? And, you know, and then I just I commented on the hair again already. Um, you know, and then they show them doing rehearsals um, at that Van Eyes fucking yep. place. So they lit it on fire right before the fucking door stopped. Oh, my God. That was insane, dude. That was crazy. They fucking with lit the fireworks. Yeah, when they were doing the dress rehearsal thing, they friggin' the friggin' thing caught on fire. But I like the yeah. clip. I like the clip. Of, you know, Ace working on his solos, trying to re- trying to get comfortable and remember the I solos. Can't fucking remember what this is. But you know what's funny though? Like to us as viewers, I'm like, what? He's fucking nailing these solos. But then yeah. he's like, yeah, it took me a while to learn these solos. I'm like, imagine being that good at the guitar that you think what you're doing right now is not good. Yeah. You know, there's no photo. There's no Tommy in that photo. Or any anybody showing him that. Right. I'm showing him what to do. Um, and then they had the inflatables. Do you remember those? I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And Paul was remarking that his looked like a camel toe. Camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I also wrote that at this point. In the DVD, I started noticing the deep cuts playing in the background. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of deep cuts playing in the background. This is a KISS-sanctioned DVD, and it starts to piss me off when they realize, why are you putting these into fucking DVDs, but you never even give us a hint of ever playing these songs. So I wrote down some of the ones that I heard throughout the way, and I may have missed a couple, but... Yep, I picked up um, on that, too. I heard them play all the way... Rocking in the USA, love them, leave him, leave him. Yep. Mainline, almost human, all American man, in hard times. When have you ever heard those on any compilations or anything like that? I picked up on that same exact thing. I'm like, why are they playing these? So- like, I, I, larger I, than life and all that other shit. Yep. But that remember, 
but remember Zeus, who produced and directed this DVD? Tommy Thayer. No, he, not a member of the band at the time, so he was no, probably but like, yeah, because he knows the fans love this shit. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Put it in there. That's what I mean. Right. So he's probably like, hey, guys, uh, I just want to bring up a point. You know, the fans really want shut the fuck up. Yeah. Go over there, bring me my coffee and sit in the corner for a half an hour. I don't want to look at you. That Pretty much happened last time. He tried to bring up, hey, why don't we play some deep cuts? Yeah. No, you're so, right. I- obviously, we're, you know, us Kiss fans, we know that they played that um, promotional concert before they opened up in Detroit. The K-Rock. K-Rock. K-Rock, yep. Here it comes. <laughs> what? What? Go ahead. Are you, you going to start talking about Ace? What happens at that point? I, you know, I missed my flight. You know, and I was late. My bags. And, and then all of a sudden you hear Paul. I have in my notes. Paul overly. You know, yeah. sometimes, you know, you wonder, you know, is this, is this old behavior going to come back? And I wrote down Paul being overly dramatic has PTSD with Ace. <laughs> <laughs> But if you notice, and I still think this is absolutely true, Paul and Ace are closer. Gene and Peter are closer. And yeah. I think they used to room that way together, yes. correct? Yep. Yeah, I think so. And so Gene invites Peter for his um, vault celebration. Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. He did that. Yep. Ace invites uh, uh, Paul, to come on, sing on my album, come in my video. Yep. Right. Yep. And he talked to him not too long ago, and he said, "Yeah, I talked to uh, Paul, and we were shooting the shit and asking how they're doing. I wished them good luck on their tour." Yeah. And then Ace is like, "Fucking Gene's trying to finger bang my wife while behind <laughs> me." You right. And meanwhile, yeah. Paul's writing books about still shitting on Peter Chris. He's the most miserable man, and his wife sucks, and this and that. Yeah, brutal. Oh no, you're right. See how they're right. into yep. like that whole fucking cross section. Yep. But you right? gotta but you gotta you gotta wonder when this shit was happening with Ace, you gotta wonder the conversation that, that Paul had with Gene. He must have been like, Motherfucker, I told you this shit was gonna they happen. Still made it in the DVD. Why did they have to put it in there? I know almost to teach him a lesson. I'm gonna put it in there and I'm gonna mark it yep. that that fucking thing happened. Remember this, Gene, and you too fucking are you talking to me? Yeah. Are, are you are you saying that because you're saying Tommy did this? No, I'm saying. Oh, okay. Paul well, no. said, put it, leave that in there. Okay. Because the I fuck agree- does that have to be in there? Well, no, because I agree with you, and I know I have that on my notes too. I'm like, why would you put that in there? It's foreshadowing of what's to occur, right? But it's also it's also to to give a little fucking jab to Ace, right? Why? And to <laughs> probably Gene. This is your yeah. fucking idea. You're going to take care of them. Yeah, there's no need for that to be in there. I mean, yeah, okay, it's kind of funny, but if you if you look at it from a different angle, like, why would you yeah, put that I in there? Fucking the limo was late, and I wasn't ready, so yeah, I, I missed the flight. Fu- I missed two, missed two flights. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> and then opening night, June 28, 1996, Tiger Stadium. Yep. And, um, you know, they talk about that. Obviously, we know about it. It's great, unbelievable. And you see the fucking energy. It was insane. Crowd. The energy is so unbelievable. It was. It, it was I, I got to admit, I, I mean, it's hard to replicate that. That was a reunion concert tour. It was that insane. Was, yeah, that was just insane. It's not the same. I don't nope. care if you go see Metallica for your 50th time. 
that's not the same. I think we've said it since day one. That was we love the end of the road. We've seen Kiss a bunch of times. Nothing, yeah. nothing. Energy makes a difference. Oh, yep. and what I'm trying to say is like you can see your favorite band, but your fan, favorite band didn't break up and come back yep. and put this shit back on the makeup and stuff and put that tour back together. It just it's so over the top. And yep. then they did the four nights at MSG. Yep, and they talk about how Doc McGee made all the promoters dress up and kiss makeup for each of the show. Fucking stupid! Why? Why? It it reminds me of the shit they did when Gene had the interview guy come up to him in an Iron Maiden shirt. It's like, why are you wearing that shirt in interviewing? We are kiss. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That is Iron Maiden. Well, you are entering our house. That is rude. And he made the guy take it off, like. Yeah, dude. Like, why are you making like belittling people? Make like, oh, I thought it'd be fun. Okay, fucking the critic. You thought it'd be fun making promoters wear. It's almost be like, dude, are you fucking shitting me? I got to put this on. Yeah, I don't get it. I, that, I'm like, all right. You- yeah, and then parade them in front. Then there was a five second clip. Really, not that much. Maybe ten seconds of Bill O'Coin coming back. Why was he only in that thing for that little bit? And they're like, oh, that's it's great that's- to see our old, our old manager come back. Dude, and that- they're like hugging him and stuff like that. Oh, my God. That honestly, I, I mean, not to be melodramatic here. I, I got like, I got like, I got goosebumps when I saw that. But that, that was in the video. I didn't remember that. I didn't remember either, but it kind of broke my heart that that was it. For, like they never that little intro at the beginning of the DVD when they talk about the history and the creation of the band and then you, and then you just throw a little thing in there they, that this should have been a segment on Bill Coin. They should have, should have talked about him in the beginning and it was he, great to bring him back a second time bring up how, that he was there. How do you not put the microphone in front of him for this DVD and ask him a couple questions and say, how does this make you feel seeing this band back together again with the makeup? And oh like, my God, yeah, I don't understand that you have a, you have like some random little moment with him that that was that was weird I, that and, was yeah i yeah. didn't like it do you know they noticed the one other thing too what and this happened in the video there was a part where the girl was talking oh i just come to see paul stanley's ass oh yeah yeah you notice how every kiss video or dvd has to have a part where a girl has to say how hot paul is or oh. they love paul Total. Well, remember, Paul loves naked women. So, I mean, no, but like, I know for his ego, I'm like, they had to have that in there that, oh, I come for Paul's ass. Yeah. There's a clip of him shaking his ass. Like, you you don't think people like, like, not that Ace is a handsome bastard or something like that. What about me? Gene says he's a powerful and attractive man all the time. But nobody wanted to see my ass. There's got to be a clip every video of chicks saying something about Paul. Oh, totally. Yeah, you're right. Now, I get it if you want to be like, we want to have a sex symbol in our band because it attracts crowds. The same part. We get it. Dude, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, Look, this is yeah. ridiculous. They talked about the Spin Magazine, the four separate covers. I have all those. Yeah. Peter talks about giving out blue roses. And it's kind of sad. He was the only one whose parents aren't alive. Oh uh, yeah, I have to, when they when they got together and did the family photo, that was pretty. That was that was sad. I, felt, I did feel yeah. that Peter. That's a, that's an emotional time. Um, and I also have after that too. Um, I thought it was pretty touching again to highlight the relationship between Gene and Peter when Gene gave Peter all, the, all those all those CD those CD collections. <laughs> I tell you what I wrote down here. What? So in the video, 
Peter gets emotional. And this is the part. Why do you? That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you not like Peter in this scenario? It's like, oh, Gene got me. Gene bought him all these Tony Bennett like yeah. whole collection of all his Big CD box, box sets. sets. Yep. Yeah. So I wrote down. He he. Here you go. I gave him two thousand dollars worth of CDs. Hey, by the way, dipshit, you're making about two hundred fifty thousand less than Ace. But here's your two thousand yeah. dollars worth of CDs. That actually is funny that you say that because as nice and touching as a moment was it was, I'm like, you just you just gave the guy fucking. You could have went to Wrecked Town on the way. I get the touch. I do. It meant something I, to Peter. Me too. Peter always wears his heart on his sleeve, and I love that they did yep. that. Yep. But I'm thinking to myself, dude, you're paying him like half a million dollars less than Ace. And he's like, right, shut up. You're going to give him some fucking cheap CDs, Paul, saying to Gene, shut up. He'll enjoy it. He'll appreciate it. You know, all jokes aside, I think the, the gesture itself really. Ah! It was nice. It was finding out. I know you enjoy this. I specifically thought of you and I purchased it. It's not the cost. It's not the stuff. It's I thought I I found out something about you that you enjoy. And I made sure that I got you that. And this is a make. I'm making up for the fact that we all totally shit on your solo album that has this kind of music on it. Yeah. Um, and then there was a clip and they were showing all these like different stuff. And Kiss was on Forbes magazine. Do you remember AJ Hammer? From oh, my God. What? I saw that. I was like, where the fuck is this guy? I, rem- I remember him. When I saw that, I was like, holy shit. I had to stop and go back. I was like, AJ Hammer? Yep. I, rem- guy? I remember that. Uh, yep. Yep. And then here's the other thing I wrote down. Then they get into the part before each concert. And they do this throughout this whole tour. Oh. Doc McGree brings everybody in and does the big speech. Everyone puts their hands in and docs. And I wrote down this doc. We, this, we did this. We, this, we, the, Hey, fuck face. You just joined kiss because you knew the money. If they put the makeup back on, you just came in with kiss, maybe as management in 95, 96, the fucking guy that the, we, is the guy that was in the clip about two minutes previous that was in there for five seconds. Yep. I don't want to hear fucking the critic talking about we did this. Yep. We did that. You didn't do shit. Yep. You saw the gold mine. You already had a good track record of being a manager at that point, and they hopped on you. It was a win-win for everybody. We didn't do this. We're going to. You didn't do shit, fucking the critic. And I think that that whole thing highlighted my frustration with the Bill of Coin thing. Like you said, you have Bill, you have Bill of Coin in the fucking room with the band. But you are now going to have fucking little fucking peewee man over here. Critic doing all his little fucking fucking human blueberry. I mean, (laughs) yeah, you know, God love Doc McGee. You know, that's fine. You know, nothing's personal. And he has and he he has a really annoying voice. Yeah, I, don't, I can't do his voice, but he's a fucking wicked voice. It just sounds so cheesy. It's like someone trying to, you know, it doesn't sound authentic. No, it sounded like something you'd say before a high school football game. Like, yeah, this but, is fucking but, kiss. But like the backup fucking place kicker is giving right. the speech. Pretty much. Like, it's just yeah. like awkward. Like, huh? You're yep. not rallying anybody up. Yep. It's like Murph getting us fucking pumped up for a game. Shut up, Murph. Oh, come on, man. What the fuck? You got to get your Murph gig in there. 
I have to. Ever since he said, what the fuck? You guys been fucking with me for the last fucking 20 years. Now he's never going to come on again. See, people love Murph. Hashtag. Hashtag. I love him. Hashtag. Where the fuck is Murph? See? Wonder Woman underoos in this house. <laughs> Figure he is. Um, we love him. We just gotta. I just gotta fucking give him shit. I just. Uh, and then they were showing the concert. Somebody throws out a prosthetic leg in well, fucking great. Cincinnati, right? Yep. They're yep. all signing it. Yep. Um, and then you know, I just continued. Um, um, you know, watching this, and I'm like, um, you know, Gene says this, and this was the stuff that's gonna make your head explode. Okay. Because this is what's going to get everybody frustrated. Gene says this about the fans. I don't care about the critics. The fan says, I don't like the second song as much as I like the fourth. We listen. If the fan says, we listen. And I wrote, yeah, fucking right. Maybe someone should put this fucking video on for Gene to see again. I said the exact same thing, dude. We listen. If the fans say this song... Dude, the fans have been telling you. And then, you know, right before I came on tonight with you, Tom, I look online. I always look any Kiss news. There's some fucking article because I think they're in St. Louis or something. Yep. Somebody's interviewing Paul. I didn't want to bring it up as a fucking subject. But, you know, again, Paul, what songs you play? Oh, you know, the people don't know. We're not going to play songs that people go, what song is that? Dude, nobody would say what song is that if you played that. These, nobody's, these songs. Nobody's ever going to say that. Fucking and we'll get rating and and we'll get we'll get into it. Just say you can't play them. Just say we can't. It doesn't fit or whatever. It's we'll, so stupid when the eighty-year-old Rolling Stones can fucking change their set list. All the time. Well, we have bombs and stuff. Well, fuck the bombs. I don't give a shit what goes off. I'd rather hear a fucking song. Tidy those those fucking pyro stuff around the fact that you might throw in a different song here and there. In three or four different sections of your set list that pyros don't go off. The fans aren't going to fucking care that a pyro didn't go off in the middle of a fucking, uh, um, you know, uh, do you love me? Because instead you guys played Mr. Speed tonight. Are you mm-hmm. shitting me? Come on. Well, we're going to get Hearing into that. Him say that shit. And I'm sorry. Let me just finish this thought. Oh, go ahead. Hearing him say that shit. We listen. If it's the critics, we don't give a damn. The fan, we listen. No, you don't. And we're going to get into this at the end. I want to talk about the set list on this tour. We'll get. I want to talk about the set list on this tour. We'll talk about it at the end, but continue. Yep. And then I put, you know, Ace, once again, sounds like a robot. I love the fans. You know, I do this for the fans. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't get, I don't understand what that means. Exactly. It's like Paul stuff. I do this for the fans. I love it. Fans. Yeah. It's just like Please, robot you, you, Ace. It's not natural Ace. Where he just no. says fucking crazy outlandish shit. I don't know. Did I write that song? I, maybe I was fucking high. I don't remember. Like, that's Wait, he's, he's, he's being fucking coached. You said oh, it. Oh, yeah. And then, no where Paul goes. Paul is the ringmaster. On stage. Or oh, he makes the stage his own. Then Paul is, like, totally embarrassing some fucking lady on a bus. Takes dude, in England. So he starts doing bad English jokes in front of them. Like, oh, I, I have- washed my brush to my tooth. I had this written down here, and I'm like, dude, this is so fucking embarrassing. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, you're you're doing you have the you're telling like horrible jokes with a horrible pretend accent. Why? I'm, 
Yeah. And then uh, they did the whole Jay Leno Tonight Show. I remember, see, you know what's funny? This is nostalgia for us because um, when we were at Stonehill and the whole Tonight Show, Jay Leno, all that shit. Yeah, yeah. I like Jay Leno because I I still like him because he's the Italian from Boston. Me too. That's how I think of him. Yeah. But you and the rest of the clan used to like Letterman. I I fucking like that loud idiot mouth from New York or uh, Indiana. I'm like, I like Leno because Leno also did a lot of political humor. Yeah. Letterman's obviously very natural and better interviewer. I know we're off topic, but go ahead. He and also Leno loved Kiss. Oh yeah, well he 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 does the interview with them on the uh, you wanted the best yeah, that live. He always liked yeah. Kiss, and he yep. always was part of that stuff. And he did some stupid gimmicks and stuff where he was like dressed in a clown suit trying to join the band, and yep. and and that was part of the Tonight Show. I remember him doing all that stuff. Yeah, and then they were showing different people from different bands: uh, Sean Henning from Alice in Chains, Kirk Hammett from Metallica, Soundgarden, Trent Reznor. Just throughout the tours, all these people showing up. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, then they did. They showed the uh, Kiss video at the MTV Awards under the Brooklyn Bridge because they oh. couldn't do it at the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, with Dick Clark on the. Yep, that was awesome. I no, no, that. that wasn't Dick Clark. Let's go oh, back. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm this sorry. Is the DMA. MTV Music Awards with I'm Dennis sorry. Miller. Yep. And they did it under the Brooklyn Bridge, and they did yes. Rock and Roll Night. Yep. So I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent here again. Go ahead. Because. On social media, all I see now is Stewart going off because, again, the MTV Music Awards had no rock people live. Yep. And apparently, I guess this was a third year in a row, the ratings have really gone down for MTV. Like, I've, I haven't tuned into MTV in maybe 20 years. Probably, yeah. Yep. Ever since I was on, uh, in one episode of The Real World. Oh, God. Keep that, that? keep that to yourself. There was they remember they did Real World in Boston. Yep. Yes. My friend, my good friend Paul, best friend growing up, young kid. He was friends. He told me we're gonna go out. Next thing I know, I was in their fucking fire station where they were filming that. I'm like, what the fuck are all these cameras going around, dude? You 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 were just about to say firehouse, and you corrected yourself and said and fire said, station. Someday I'll be talking about firehouse, the song on a Kiss podcast. Yeah. And there you go. Was, that was the last time I tuned in because I wanted to see if we were on, and I wasn't in on that episode. But anyways. <laughs> Um, back to that. So Stuart goes off about it, and I think he's right. There is no rock. There is no rock fans. There's nothing about rock about MTV anymore. Nope. Nothing. And it's a shame because I'll tell you right now, sometimes you have to look a little bit more, but there's a ton of rock bands out there that are good. Some of the older ones putting out new material. Some new bands putting out good material. MTV doesn't fucking care. They don't care. But if the stations don't play and they don't make top 40 songs because no, they don't listens to rock music except Correct. for us. Looking right. for new rock music. Right. Kids aren't getting into rock music. Yep. That's the whole, that's the whole, it's kind of like the chicken and the egg, just yep. like, right? No, so, right. you know, and at this point, I agree with Stuart. And then he goes off on, well, it's not just, you know, those artists and the rock bands that are not singing live. Oh, f- like you had me for a minute there, Stuart. Now go back to your closet, you fucking asshole. But here's Wherever the thing. cave or rock you came out of, fuck off. But here's the thing, though. Getting back to the original point about how you said we were talking briefly about how Kiss was – they were all over the place in 96 for this reunion tour and how they're not right now. In 96, MTV wasn't – there was no Kiss videos, but MTV, but MTV themselves and Kiss, the band, knew – 
that going on the VMAs was a rating booster because MTV was smart enough to know, holy fuck, everyone's talking about Kiss. Let's get them off. It's the hottest tour. Exactly. So flash forward to now, I'm not saying that Kiss would ever be on the VMAs now, but did anybody even talk about that? You're talking about 94. This was 96. Yep. So the grunge era kind of China dying still, out a little bit, and there the, was still there was the still newer rock, former yeah. rock was coming yeah. out. Yeah, you had the alternative like fucking, rock kind of started over. getting the uh, friggin' uh, was that shit band there? Fucking Limp Biscuit and all that shit started coming out. Yeah, the, ra- rock. the rap rock stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So you know, but it was still rock. Yep. So you know they they did it anyways. Um. Where am I? And then they showed Doc in makeup where he wore all four people's fucking makeup. I actually thought that members. was cool. This, this is the part of the video I was watching with my son, and he's he, he's like he thought that he he watched half of this video with me, so it was pretty cool. Yeah. Did he fall asleep? Because I, I tried to. Not, we'll, we'll save that for the end. <laughs> all right, and then they start showing clips of they had some issues in Tupelo, Mississippi. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, what was that one fucking? Group of ten people that were complaining about Kiss being like not yeah. good for children. I know, and of course Kiss has got to blow it up. Oh, we had people riding it, dude. You're not that dangerous anymore. Yeah. Okay, you got fucking grandchildren coming to your concerts. Stop acting like that. He's like Gene goes. I wonder if they treated Elvis in that way, dude. Oh, are you God. fucking? You know, you where know- do I? Elvis was filmed from the waist up. He was dangerous more than anybody called them dangerous back then at the time. Everybody was fucking bitching about rock and roll in the 50s, yep. about its in, in, uh, influence on teenagers and danger. It was fucking way more than 10 people giving you a hard time, Gene. Come on. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, back but then, like you, censorship the, in the 50s was way more than fucking well, this stupid well, incident. Like you said, Gene's got to have his little clip in there to remind everybody that they're badass and scary and these people didn't want us and we're Satan shippers yeah. and all this shit. You know that. And he's got and to get and, and, Christi- Christian ministers and stuff. He likes. Yeah. And, and then, he, then he goes into the talking about the blood and his, you know, the, his bass solo and all that, the whole, which was fucking awesome because back on this tour, he was flying up. He wasn't being yeah. raised up like he is now. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you might want to talk about the fact that that was Sean Delaney that yep. told you to do that fucking bass sound and spit out blood while that was happened. Yep. Mention yep. there. Yep. But uh, it was cool because, like I said, I was watching this with my son, but I showed him the difference between what and obviously Gene's fucking 70 now. I don't expect him to be hoisted up with cables, but that looked fucking awesome on that toe, the way he was hoisted way up there and then landed on the platform. Yep. That was pretty awesome. Then in New Year's Eve in 96, that's when they did the Dick Clark stuff. Yes. Yep. This is before Dick Clark became like the Crypt Keeper. Oh, yeah. He was still normal and healthy back then. 96. No, yeah. No. Do you remember it for the last couple of years? Well, he had it. The guy had a stroke, dude. He couldn't. It they, wasn't a stroke. It was all the plastic surgery and all that. Oh, no, but the, yeah, but then he had a stroke, though. They put him. They they put him. Oh, it was fucking awful. It was awful. Now you're gonna try to make me feel bad. Is, the guy was like fucking. He looked like a robot. They put him together in all pieces. And they threw yes. him up on stage. It was right. awful. And it was even worse because before he passed away, he fucking had a. He, he, they put him on there with a for, with a stroke. He couldn't talk. It was awful. It was embarrassing <laughs> for him and everybody. But anyways, let's not get into Dick Clock right now. But back in ninety six, back in ninety six, I thought it was because all the plastic surgery and shit he did. No, he had a stroke, dude. Yeah, but he didn't have plastic surgery and all that other crazy shit too. 
I don't know, but he was talking like that because he was a, he had a stroke. Well, you know, talks funny because they plastic surgery. I just thought he looked like deformed. No. <laughs> no, you're the dick. <laughs> I didn't know the poor guy had a stroke. I just thought he was all fucking decrepit and all like, oh, where am I? I'm 90 years nope. old and my face is all stretched out. No. Oh, man, I don't feel bad. Oh, well. Um, anyway. <laughs> well. <laughs> Grand opening. Grand Paul goes, How you doing, Dick? Oh, not the <laughs> nice. first time you said that. Nice, um, nice dick. <laughs> and then Gene loses his voice in Japan. Yeah. They so Paul had to co-sing some of the songs. Yeah, but then they had that guy Spiro from that big tribute band who looks fucking just like Gene. Yes. Yes, he had to, they had to do like some sort of commercial yep. where Gene spit blood and Gene had yep. to teach him how to do it. Yep. 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 Uh I had that in there. Yep. Um hmm. I also had Oh wait, um, after after New after New Year's Eve, they did the they went to Asia for the tour. That's when he lost his voice. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then but before yeah, also in Japan, they were talking about the fact that like, the Japanese fans are going so crazy that they weren't being the usual reserve. Japanese fans are on the stands. Yeah. They're all jumping, going crazy. And I also put during this part in the Japanese part of this, um, you know, Peter seems real. Ace is a robot again. Yep. And again, I put Doc is the worst motivating speaker I've ever heard. It's awful. Oh, dude, dude, those little rah-rah sessions got more and more embarrassing as they went on. Come on, guys, we can fucking do it. Let's fucking do it, dude. This is fucking kiss. This isn't some. This isn't that battle again. You sound like somebody else. Oh, that no. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get some posters afterwards. Um, oh God, here we go. I'm like, dude, this is kiss. This isn't battle of the bands at fucking Arlington High. Like, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh, and then uh, they do um, a birthday cake, right? Um, did I or did I miss a section? They were talking about uh, each one of their birthday was celebrated on this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yep. Oh, I think we meet. We missed Gene's birthday a while back, but they did. Yeah, like a, yeah but, I know what you mean, though. You they know, did, I mean, did you notice that Paul's birthday cake was bigger than Gene's? I absolutely did. I honestly, I did. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I look for these things. I do. Everything is a fucking dick measuring contest with him. It's fucking. He's so self conscious. Yep. And uh, then I talked about the commercial with Spiro in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, um, then they go to Australia and that was pretty cool. How they had the four thrones. Yeah. Those, that was pretty wild. Interview. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also like uh, Paul's horrible fucking joke. Do you have that written down? <sighs> go ahead. We like coming down under and we like to get laid. Oh, yeah. But but then but he says something about the down under joke. It has something to do with like we love something about coming to Australia and putting our faces down under. Yeah. Like I'm like, the fuck, Paul? He he writes those. Oh, he does. Yeah. And, you know, and you know, he thinks he's a clever bastard. But, he, <laughs> you know, oh, and then they do the Shandy sing along, which I, you know, oh. Terrible. And then they go to Mexico and Paul's hot singing oh, Obama. Dude, the fucking most. <laughs> hey, what fucking album is this dude, off of? I'm sorry. The the most fucking, and you know me, and I, we, we are not PC people at all. The most. Be fun of a fucking 90 year old man that had a stroke. Dude, the <laughs> most racist 
fucking display I've ever seen Paul and jeans looking at him like, dude, are you done yet? How many more fucking people are you going to insult? He's like, Guantanamo. I'm like, and then he's like, get the fuck. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? I, I don't know what the fuck that was. Oh, oh man. And then they start doing the Lost Cities tour. Yep. Uh, cool. Daryl's in a little quick clip. Yeah, that was awesome seeing him. God Fargo, rest his soul. I think. God rest his soul, Dimebag. Yep, absolutely. Um, and then I like then, the, that, that. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. Finish. Finish, please. No, I was just going to say. Then, then we're moving on to. Um, I, I honestly did not. And I again, I showed this clip to my son. When we were watching the video. I don't remember Paul's flying rig being kind of created during this reunion tour. Yeah, I put that. That was the next part. Yeah. Special and unique. Yeah. Brings me closer to the audience. Yep. I wrote down. Uh-oh. Bullshit. It's competition versus Gene. Gene has the blood rising to the ceiling and fire. Ace lights his guitar up and it shoots out stuff. Paul, uh, Peter's drum kit levitates off to the center. Paul does what? Breaks Absolutely. a pre-broken guitar at the end? Absolutely 100% correct. And and I don't and, and I, spotlight. But but I will I will say this is the one time where I this is the one time where I will defend Paul. I, I don't mind him having his thing cuz like you said Gene has his thing, Ace has his, Peter has his. So give this to Paul, that's fine. Yeah, no, I do. But do you yeah. believe that it was because he wanted to be closer to the fans? Fuck no. Stop. <laughs> no. So <laughs> I also wrote Oh my god. Um did you see when they showed the clip of him going across? Somebody yeah. chucked a bunch of beer at him. Did you see that? Yeah. He yeah. Fucking soap. And when he went across, they were chucking beer up at yeah. him. It was like fucking somebody dropped a load on him. They were fucking spewing on him. Yes. It was gross. They, yes, because they were firing bricks and bottles and pieces of brick at me. Well, he, well he was wearing little tight shorts on the job. <laughs> They were throwing things at you. <laughs> and, and then Paul would say, and now, now what's this with the plastic? Plaster. <laughs> well, it says here plastic. So I used to wrap up Peter Chris in plastic and beat him with a stick for a kiss gig. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, and then I got, all right. I don't know what you, you tell me what you have next. Because then I got Superman call. curtain. Here we go. Good. What do you got? Because I got a I couple. Just would, I never, you know, they, they never get to see us. You know, I didn't even think about that. They never get to see us. So op, uh, an opening act. Okay. I never thought about that. Okay. Because they're too busy putting oh, on yeah. makeup in the costume. Absolutely. Now, what I had written down here was this week or well, today's Thursday. So it might have been last week over the weekend, whatever. There was a picture of Tommy. I think it was for the series. Yeah, with the curtain. In yep. front of the curtain, and I'm like, "Oh, that's weird." I, I never, I personally have never seen that Superman curtain, so I didn't understand the impact of the picture. Oh, I had known that. That's that's nope. that's kind of folklore. The Superman okay. curtain. Then, uh, then I'm a bad Kiss fan because I never knew about it. And then when I saw it here, I, was I will like, take your membership card away next week. Okay. But then, but then when I saw it here, I was like, "Ooh!" I'm like, "I wonder if Tommy took a beating on social media for that." Like, well, he takes a beating anyways. The poor guy, but no, but nothing should be more of the beating than Paul. When he's fucking doing the Macarena. It was awful. Dude, awful. So there's shown clips of them before the concert starts. Yep. And he's got a, like a speaker and he's doing the Macarena with some guy. Some, no, some ladies teaching him it. Now if, I can now, if I can defend Paul here from it, it was 1996. So it's still horrible and still embarrassing. 
But I've never done the Macarena in my life. I've been to, I don't know, countless weddings, especially during that era. I know. Okay. Have you? No. Okay. I've heard it. I've heard it played at weddings in that. Okay. Era. But okay. no, I know. So, uh, Ace is doing jumping jacks. Oh, they have the was, worst dude, jumping jacks I've ever seen. In dude, my that life. was so bad. I'm like, what the fuck? You can't even. You can't. Oh no. Oh no! What? Oh no! Sorry. Oh no! What? Do you think we got disconnected? I th- I thought we did. Shit! Sorry about Why, that. Because your phone went off. Because no, you know what happened? Your phone goes off. No, you know what happened? A, a brief interruption here, if we can. Yeah. I'm using my son's MacBook. Yeah. And it's and he's logged into his account, so everything that happens on his phone happens on this MacBook. So somebody just. Somebody so just was listening to his dad talking no, about no, no, this. No, no, so, no. Somebody just called his phone so it rings on every device. Yeah, that my has. God has that on the iPad or rings yeah, on my yeah. phone. Anyway. <laughs> uh, somebody was talking about somebody shaking their ball bag to a Macarena. Uh, what? Yeah. Um, I got all fucking discombobulated. Oh, we're talking about. He was doing jumping jacks with the energy of a 90 year old. Fucking brutal, dude. The guy can't move. He fucking can't move. I felt bad for him. He's like, ah. Yeah. And then I said, I noticed the foreshadowing. Peter Uh-oh. starts with the carpal stuff. Oh, yeah. Yep. And yep. show him in his arm. And then that's when it goes all downhill. They end this right now at, you know, around that era when this video ends. It never got better than when that tour now, ended. Now, do you. What's your? Th- do you have a? Theory? I just put down Ace starts with the carpal shit. I mean, Peter starts Peter? with the carpal shit. Ace looks like he's burnt out. Yeah, the tour keeps going. Well, before well before I, we get all in- this shit is starting to fall off. Like they can't last. Well, before we get into that, I, I, I they talk about Peter doing his drum solo and and him getting tips on like pointing to the crowd and you know the left, the right, the center. Working with him, yeah, yes. Drum solo saying, "Do this. I believe you'll do better at this." I- I thought Paul that was, doing that shit with him. I thought that was pretty cool to see that. Um, but you're right with the carpal tunnel thing. You know, you could see. Yeah, you could see the wheels falling off. By the way, did you see them getting the key from that guy in the city? I think it was in Fargo. I'm not sure in Minnesota. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know recognize that guy? He looked familiar. I will say that. No. Yeah, that's Norm Coleman. That's the guy that became the senator of Minnesota and that had that runoff with Al Franken. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He eventually okay. become a senator. Yep. They had that runoff where he lost by like five yep. people, didn't vote yep. for him or something. Yep. He, he did lost look- to Al Franken. That's why I reckon. I was like, who the fuck is that? I know that guy. I, me too. I said the same thing when I saw him. Like, that guy definitely looks familiar. Um, then they show the Action League now, the Kiss Dolls fighting. I didn't even remember that. Me neither. So me- I probably want to. Google that and yeah, doing the doing the, that. the yeah the voiceover thing yeah. Then they fly back to Europe. I just wrote down the chicks in England looked insane. Oh god, oh, yeah. My god. Oh yeah. There's a lot of tits. I mean, they show a lot of tits and ass in this video, but yeah, the chicks when they go back to England, holy Christ. Yep. Good lord. Uh, do you have anything? Do you have anything written down about the Muzak and Paul's little joke? Help me out. I saw okay. it. I remember it. So it was when they were in, in Europe, I think, and they were doing some kind of interview um, and they were talking about, you know, how does it feel to know that, you know, Kiss is being, you know, Kiss music is being played everywhere. It's being played in, you know, supermarkets yeah. and elevators. And, and Paul's like, well, 
it's being played at dentist's office too. And everybody knows, you know, people have gotten drilled while listening to kiss before. I'm like, Dude, how, how long, do you, how long do you sit up with the writing these horrible jokes waiting for that to be used? Exactly. Exactly. It, remi- it reminds me that it reminds me in Seinfeld when George t- tries to throw down a funny joke and Jerry's like, how long have you been holding on to that one? <laughs> the jerk schools, the jerk, the, the jerk store call that running out of you. <laughs> oh, man. yeah, that was good. Um, and then they had the little kids that dressed up as kiss. That would look very uncomfortable. I didn't understand that. Like, and the, the four little kids that wore kiss makeup in like, Sweden. Well, who were they? Were they just yeah, like, like one of the kids had like Paul Stanley outfit and so he barely had any clothes on. He's got grown Paul Stanley with his ball bag behind the kid's head, <laughs> touching the kid's shoulders. Yeah. I'm like, that is very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, look at these. Is that little kiss? I thought, that's what I thought it was when I first saw it. Dude, I was fucking dying. I'm like, oh, is this little kiss? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the last show and then they end with uh cycle circus and they kind of exit with uh i pledge allegiance to the state of rock and roll which is the fucking horrible song yep but no, they end not, with that say what's coming horrible. next Fuck you know you. and i look at it as like dude it ain't gonna get better it's only gonna go downhill from there yeah because you got the foreshadowing of Peter and his fucking hand bitching about that. You got Ace looking like I fucking can't do another tour. Somebody get me uh, some heroin. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and you got like Paul and Gene probably like I fucking told you. Yep. You know, and yep. uh, it just looks like it's gonna come apart. The fact that it lasted and was successful for as long as it was was oh, pretty much nothing short of a miracle, I would say. So that's the end of the video. Yep. All right. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the second coming DVD. So let's summarize. Tom, you have some thoughts you want to get into. Yeah. Um it's it's well it's well made. I mean, it's extremely thorough. It covers everything. And I can't believe I'm saying this as a KISS fan. It's too fucking long, dude. Thank you. It's too goddamn long. That segment, once the tour starts, okay, they could have highlighted some of those things like New Year's Rock and Eve, VMA. But to go through every single stop and keep showing Doc doing his rah rah, and it, I'm like, oh, do you have anything else? You know, because eventually it's like, okay, it's not about the band. It's about, it just got, it, it, it could, they could have, you know why off. it seemed long? Because it was. No. <laughs> It wouldn't have been long. The other DVDs that we have of Kiss are about as long. We don't think that we don't even it doesn't even come into our head. They're long. We, matter of fact, we'd probably say, I wish Kiss Exposed was longer because there's no sit down interview. It's right. voiceover. Yep. Voiceovers from God knows what interviews they are. And it's just like, you know, showing video backdrop of like them on a plane or yep. and it's very you know, it, the crowd yeah. or like, OK, uh, I'm seeing the same old and I'm hearing cliche fucking comments. And it's a very quick cut. It's very like, OK, now this, now this, now this, now this. And it and there's and it seems like it never it never. I get the theory behind the video. And like I said, it's it's extremely thorough. And if you've never seen it, I do recommend watching it. But it, by it got it was long. It was really okay, long. I saw this. When am I going to put this fucking back on again? Probably never. So I look at it as like, is this a concert? 
of the reunion concert, I'd put that back on. Yeah, that's the, the other energy was fucking through the roof. Yep. Um, but there's nothing in here that I don't know or haven't seen. I, you know, I agree. Nothing. And I, all those like clips that you talked about. Oh, there's a clip of them in New Year's Eve. Oh, there's a clip. Put those as bonus extras and have the full footage of it. Yeah. Instead of a little clip here, a little clip there. Um, or show the interaction more of them talking and hanging out. Like, do I really want to see you know, somebody fucking moving Peter to a different spot in the photo shoot part? No, now Ace is going to go over there. Now, they, like, it's like, oh, okay. Honestly, when I when I watch this, I'm like, because when we talked about doing this for the episode, I was like, oh, this is great. I, I love Kiss DVDs. I haven't seen this in a while. And as I'm watching, I'm like, well, no shit. This is why I haven't seen this in a while. Because there's not enough of the band. If you yeah. think about that, there's not enough of of live performance. It's mm-hmm. all it's all, you know, traveling. Here's the roadies, here's the girls from Sweden, here's the interview with the there's not enough footage, like performance footage. And, and you're highlighting the reunion and there's none of it on there. It's a VH1 fucking thing. Pretty you're much on VH1 yeah. on a Sunday, you're at your house. You remember when VH1 used to be yeah. on in classic or something, and this would yeah. be on? You watch it. Yep. Now you know, I got running around for it though. Now this is kind of funny. If I can read this quickly, I was I, I got the Amazon um like mm-hmm. the the review written by some music, you know, journalist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wrote, Kiss the Second Coming is a band sanctioned whatever, focusing on the profit minded blah blah blah. Uh, let's see. At 122 minutes, it's an hour too long for all but diehards in peaks with its opening recap of the band's early fire breathing years. After that, it's a quick run through of good days gone bad cliches before the long haul of backstage shots. And gee, it's great to be back on the playground testimonials. Little insight is present, though there is a bit of comic myth mocking during a sequence demonstrating the inflation, blah, blah, blah. Um, three performances, including music videos, alleviate the boredom. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's rough. Yeah, I mean, they they've got a point there. Um, anything else you want to talk about as far as the? I mean, I just think it's lacking that they don't have real interviews. I think it's you know, just is it? Do you feel like Peter and Ace are really represented as an equal in this? No, it's no. Yeah, and it's just like it's a little bit of part of confidential, like yeah, or a couple clips here and there. Except there's no fucking great concert footage. I honestly think my my I think they could have solved a little bit of this if, like I said, once the tour kicks off, you know, show us a little bit of Tiger Stadium, show us some of the big major events. But you don't need to be like you know. Then they went to Mexico, and then they went to hit like that. That just got. Tedious and repetitive and it didn't offer Anything especially if you're not gonna Friggin show us You're gonna show Paul doing fucking You know Mexican fucking hat Dance you know I don't nobody wants To see that show them in Mexico playing A song live Or who's the executive producer On this again Doc McGee Why do I need to see three different times or four different Times or him in makeup or Him telling producers to do like to make him look good. Yep, it's it, right. It it's thorough, but too thorough and too repetitive. Do I need fifteen twenty minutes of the photo shoot? I, I know. I agree. They could have. They could have thrown a couple a photo montage or something. I mean, How I, much insight is there? Did you learn? You oh, you learn nothing. The only thing I kind of picked up was the 
fucking Paul talking about Ace's makeup, and that was like a quick voiceover. Yeah, but that I mean, other than that, you don't really learn. A lo- I mean, again, again if you if you where if else that came from? I mean, if you're watching this video, you know the story of Peter going to the convention and the unplugged and them turning it into the rehearsal. I mean, you know the story. So they didn't they didn't offer anything, and I get that the DVD is supposed to be a, a snapshot, you know, of of that. And if you look at it from that angle, they did. It's. I I just wish it was a little bit shorter and had more more footage. It should have been about an hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yep. yep. And it would have been a little bit better. In order to really make this, they should have done a sit down interview with the four members together and then separately. Yeah, and if you wanted to save time too, cut out that intro where you do the history of the band. It's fucking Kiss. Anybody watching this knows the history. You don't need to talk about Wicked Lester and New York City in 1973. I mean, there's no need for that on this kind of video. This is a reunion video. Yeah, I know, but you know, it's it's for maybe people don't know it. it Okay, I don't have a that big of a problem with it. Okay, you know, there's a lot of repetitiveness. I really needed to see him go fly back to England, then fly to Mexico, then fly to here. Like, I, part yep. of me felt like I was on the fucking trip. Yeah, right, no, I agree. Go next, I felt like Ace at the end of this fucking video. A little, yeah. All right, how much am I getting paid for this? You know, I, I agree. Uh, I totally agree. Anything yep. else you want to add into this? Um, no, I, I just. It's one of those, like when we watched Confidential, I was like, oh shit, this is a cool video. Like, you know, Wait, the, the, stop there because that's okay. what I was going to ask you next. We always rank them. We have two. Are you ready to move on from the conversation about this and go to the rankings? Well, actually, real quick, if you don't mind, I want to talk a little bit about the set list um, in comparison to the end of the go road ahead. set list. So the set list is actually very similar. Yeah, but here's a couple. Here's a couple great tunes they pulled out for this reunion that wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing thrown in here. A, King of the Nighttime World. Oh yeah, watching you. Firehouse. Yep. Strutter. Yep. Rock. Rock. Rock bottom. Five. Yep. Um, is the set list longer than? It's twenty three songs. How many do they play now? Two. 20 i think maybe okay i don't know fucking put a call out to the kiss nerds they'll let us know yeah um Um, but like like king of the nighttime world watching you rock bottom i mean you couldn't did they play hotter than uh what do you call it heavens on fire did they play every single crazy nights no everything and that's and you're right that's the difference this is the end of the road tour so it's going to span the entire career yeah this set list does not go past Ace's solo album. They didn't do Lick It Up. Nope. There's nothing. There's nothing from. They didn't Dynasty. do War Machine. They didn't do any of that stuff. No, because it's all full music. Yeah. Okay. So, um, but you know, I just thought that was interesting, and I and I understand. Yeah. I understand the, the the reasons for each set list, but God, if you could throw fucking King of the Nighttime World, look, look, they opened up with Deuce, King of the Nighttime World, Do You Love Me, Colin Doctor Love, Cold Gin, like. Fucking a man, that's a that's a kickoff for a show. Fucking beat down right off the top. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yep. absolutely. Yep. So, what do you think? Confidential, <sighs> second coming. Uh, I mean, this is just too long. I I I, I enjoy. What do you con- like better? Just spit it out. 
put it this way. I enjoy the you subject. You want me to say it first? No. Let me finish. Settle down, Beavis. Your service. Just say it. I enjoy the subject matter of second coming more than the subject matter of confidential. That being said, I enjoy the confidential DVD better because it's better. It's it's better made. My life would be better if I saw Second Coming and never saw Kiss Confidential. However, Kiss Confidential is more enjoyable. That's my point. It's a more enjoyable. It's a better. It's a. It, it, it's a more enjoyable Consciously. production. It's yeah. a more enjoyable production. So I put Kiss Confidential ahead of Second Coming. Me as well. Yep. Me too. So. Yep. Um, so down goes DVD review number two. I'm going to be anxious to see what people think of this because because it, it, it is well made. It is entertaining. It is thorough, but it's long. And that's crazy to think that a Kiss fan would complain about something being too long. But I'd be yeah. interested to see what people think. Yeah. Um, so we go into questions. Yeah. 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 Yes. Uh, all right. So here's question number one from uh, this comes from Facebook from Mr. Ray Kurtzinger. What do you think about an updated version of a kiss movie like Phantom of the Park? Would they ever do it? What would the plot be? Um, this guy, the, the only way says, I would think this would work. Do you know how I think this would work? He says real quick, he he says, instead of an amusement park, have it be UFOs at Area 51. (laughs) Okay, so you you think it's funny, but I'm being serious. I think this would work. If they did a, hey, we're in on the joke kind of a fucking thing. Like, remember how they did the Brady Bunch movie? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? We're in on the joke and kind of made it fun and funny and kind of campy. Yep. If Kiss did that, like we're in on the joke, we did a terrible movie. We're going to do another terrible movie and we'll have inside jokes and play it like that. It'll work. If they try to do it like, let's go after, you know, Paul, like stupid shit like that, yep. it ain't going to work. It's going to be just as stupid. It would never happen because Paul has no sense of humor. And I mean that seriously. He would never, he would never joke about anything Kiss related ever. He mocks everything that the ki- that the fans find fun and enjoyable. He would you never notice all. Oh, which reminds me of the DVD we just watched. Remember when they were doing the voiceovers? Yeah. Did you see like the other guys were like, like getting all animated and acting into oh, it, yeah. and really enjoying it? Yep. He looked like he was like trying to channel fucking uh, yeah. Lawrence Olivier. Like, hold on, let me get my line right. He's like, <laughs> there was no, there was no enjoyment. He was, he wasn't. Hey, I just did fan of the opera. Let me do this cartoon voiceover. He wasn't having fun. You know, like we said, he just doesn't. He, it, it, it's like all work, no play. Make we like fun, Paul. Exactly, which is sometimes rare. he comes out, but serious, Paul. Fun uh, Paul, fun Paul yeah. was therapy. Paul, <laughs> that's bad. Paul, <laughs> yeah. fun Paul was fun. Paul was kiss Sensitive confidential. Paul is not fun either. No, fun Paul was kiss confidential. Paul, yeah, that was fun. Paul, yeah, and it, he seems like he's fun. Paul on tour with these guys. Yeah, because they, they, they it's all like yes sir, no sir, yes sir, yeah. no sir. Yeah. That's why. Sensitive therapy, Paul? Ugh. No, it's bad, Paul. 
Um. Anyways, another, that's another a question. question. Yeah. Okay. Another one. He's been asking a couple here, so I got I got to throw a bone to our Italian friend David. He- oh, David, for my father, for my father. Yes, I ask you a question from uh, America. <laughs> oh, no, we love David, man. He is like a super fan. I love this guy. If I could ever get like, if I could ever get my ass to Italy. Wait a minute, wait. You're telling me that the Italian can guarantee? A- <laughs> I have a weakness for my boys, as you see. <laughs> So, since our 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 business is done online, I wish you well. Thank you, Godfather. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do a Salazzo fucking comment. Salazzo's the man. <laughs> Virgo Salazzo. Yeah, exactly. They call him the Turk. Yeah, exactly. He's good with the knife. <laughs> oh, What's man. up there, Virgo Salazzo? Oh. And no one can stop about. No one can keep off Luca Brasi. You worry me. Let me worry about Luca. Let me worry about that. All okay. right, Lucas. I think, I think fucking our friend over there is gonna have Vinny sleeping with the fishes soon. Maybe, perhaps, could Go be. Ahead, David, what do you got for us, David? So he says, "What do you want to see on Kissology Four if it ever comes out?" Um, Kissology Four. I want to see. Obviously, part of it would be an. Well, it depends. Where are they ending up? Is it the rap of all raps? So I would say end of the road tour, a concert of them. Yeah. End of the road. That'll be on there. Um, what else? You think of say something. Well, I don't want to keep dead air. Okay. So well, no, but um, the, the, here's the thing. And again, I, I feel like what I feel like this episode is turning into a Paul pile on, but I don't think Paul is going to allow anything older to be. It's going to be all the new stuff, which is fine. But it, it, other than the end of the road, nothing's uh, okay. I mean, the uh, the late the Kissology three I think ended in uh, what two thousand? I think it covered up to two thousand. I, I don't even know. Um, I can't remember. So this new one is just going to be pretty much the end of the road. I mean, what? Yeah, what are they going to go two thousand to two thousand nineteen, two thousand twenty, or are they going to go back and pick up things that were missed? I don't know. Paul doesn't like to go backwards with his with stuff. Now, you know, he so I don't know. I don't know what what I would like to see on it would probably be to see like another DVD of like another, you know, older, you know, another like older thing. But that's all been on those previous kissologies. So I think it's yeah. just going to be I think it'll be the entire end of the road stuff. That's yeah. it. But but that's but that's not going to be enough for a kissology volume four. Those kissologies are two and three, three discs. Well, they'll have different concerts, different stuff. They'll have maybe the Millennium concert. They'll have yeah. the Symphony concert. I mean, although those are their own DVDs. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Those are already on their own DVDs. I don't know. You know, I Kiss, don't know. Kiss Rocks Vegas, that's its own DVD. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, uh, it'd be... Hey, maybe Kiss that's, Rocks that's, Italia. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have no questions for you. I have no answers. But maybe that's why there's no Kissology 4, because there's nothing on it, nothing to put on it. Oh, there's fucking Paul playing checkers with fucking Tommy. Like, as Paul doing his, okay. Paul, Paul fucking insulting uh, various races of people with his fucking. 
Meanwhile, we're doing Italian voices. Fucking poor Dave. Hey, hey, hey! I'm Italian. We can make fun. We yeah, can tease. Okay. Plus, we're not. We're not. We're, we're quoting the Godfather. <laughs> He's an Italian fella. Pepper, pepperoni. <laughs> oh, hold on a minute. You want to speak to a man by the name of Pepperoni? Uh, uh, yeah. What about Sal? Oh, I uh, speak to the, the Greek fella. Hal. Hal, kick your ass. He's a Greek fella. Kick your ass. Hal, kick your ass. Hal, kick your ass. Hal, depends you. Hey, Red. Hal, depends you. Don't forget the other Italian guy. It's not just pepperoni. It's salami. Now, I'm looking for a guy named Sal. Last name, Ami. Has anybody seen salami? Bill Loney. Fill, fill who? Fill my pockets. Fill the graves. <laughs> who you want to fill the graves? Fill the graves. Why, you motherfucking dirty. <laughs> you remember? You remember that guy that played? For, he was like a base. Co- he was like a first base coach for the Red Sox, and his name was Mike Cubbage. Yes. Mike <laughs> <laughs> Cubbage. <laughs> and we used to laugh because Red used to go, Mike Cubbage. Hockey <laughs> 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 small. My cock is small. My cock is small. Oh, man. See, this is what happens. This fucking video was too long. My cock is small. All right. So be careful uh, with that. Be careful with a quote like that. Our buddy Daryl may friggin' edit that into something. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, So you guys can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Spotify, um, you know where to find us on all the social media platforms as well. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, email us with your questions. We love getting the emails in the comments. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. And please go on to either um, like places like Podchaser, Stitcher, leave us a review. But Apple iTunes, it's the best way. And that's how you guys, we did a poll to see how most of you guys get us. And we have our own software that lets us know where most people are getting their uh, listens to our podcast. And Apple iTunes is the best. And for us to reach more people, we ask that you give us one of those five-star child reviews so we can reach the people. Um, A few people have been putting up some of those um, reviews recently. We appreciate them. We will read uh, them as well. Um, and and um, we will definitely go back and uh, and make sure that we give you a shout out if you do that. Absolutely. Yep. So um, anything else, Tom, you'd like to add? No, you know, uh, we're, we're happy with everybody's involvement, interaction. You know, we talked about how we're involved with Pantheon. You no, know, the the Pantheon Podcast Network. We were uh, Al De Pantheon Al De Network. Um, you know, check out those shows. You know, um, we we keep talking about how great some of their products are. Uh, their shows are awesome, um, and we're happy to be part of that family too. So, like Zeus said, check them out. And uh, you know, those those Apple reviews are really helpful. Um, you know, it only takes a couple seconds. You're already on iTunes listening to us. Um, so, you know, yeah, that, that it's would much be great. appreciated. Yep. Yep. So famous last words. Famous last words. Yeah, fucko. Famous last words. Hey, you can act like a man. <laughs>
Right, now I gotta catch now I gotta get myself together. <laughs> and I'm standing here, not quite aware. And I'm trying, baby. Trying not to stare. Nice. Well, I'm flying in a 747. I'm passing by the pearly gates. And I'm coming real close to heaven. In my guitar. Why do I say it like Spanish? In my guitar. In my guitar just can't wait. It just can't wait. Oh, terrible. Love it. Thank you, fellas. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate it. Thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoy this. Watch the DVD and let us know what you think about it. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.